So again, we're back here today. Uh, Nick, Mike, and David. We'll start out with what we're drinking because we love to do that. And I am going with just water today. I'm giving the liver a little bit of a rest after the weekend. Fourth of July did good. Uh, drinking what used to be one of my favorite beers, PBR. Uh, I say got it as a nice Fourth of July gift. So cheers. I opted today to wear my I drink Michigan beer and I know things shirt, so I felt I needed to drink something Michigan. So I have Virtue Cider. I have a couple different ones. I have Michigan Apple and Michigan Cherry. Oh, there we go. You're all sorts of Michigan today. Proud of you. By the way, Nick, I just want you to know when I was five, I drank PBR. <laughs> you and me both. My liver was going to break today, though. <laughs> I drank some PBR at the same age, too, when my grandpa would let me take sips. Yep, that's what I did. The dog okay. usually drank the Kool-Aid, so I had to drink something, and it was PBR. Yep. So, uh, today's topic, Dave Ramsey. Uh, everybody, you know, everybody in the financial world knows him, knows of him, knows what he does. Uh, we're here to give you our viewpoint of Dave Ramsey, how we feel, uh, and what we think. Um, we're, I'm going to be honest. We, we agree upon some things. We disagree upon some things. Uh, one thing I guess David and I want to be kind of clear about is, is Dave Ramsey has made a lot of people's lives different because of his teachings, right? And anytime you teach financial responsibility in any way, I think it's a great thing to do. So, um, you know, I do want to give him kudos for that. Um, but I, you know, I say I come from a different financial standpoint, so I'm very excited to talk about those types of things today. Um, you know, Dave's, Dave's, uh, famous sayings, you know, um, I want to start out with that, right? So he, he always says, uh, better than I deserve, right? And to me, it, it, it really gets to me, right? Because when you're, when you're better than you deserve, that means you find yourself at such a, a low point. You find yourself that you've done something wrong, that you don't deserve what you have. And, and you know, I think all three of us can agree. Like, we earn everything, like, right? Like, this knowledge that we give is free and and we deserve to hear the stories we deserve to hear things like we owe nothing to anybody right i mean and so um you know i i i want to try to get people to change their mindset to be you know from from better than you deserve to i'm getting i'm getting what i've earned right <laughs> i mean you know that, that's a big thing for me so uh david i say i know you have a couple of dave ramsey uh little things yeah so I think the, the the nice thing about the Ramsey plan is it, it works for everybody, okay? If you want to do the bare minimum to get your debts paid off and start living a better life, you can do Ramsey's method. It's, it's easy. It's tried and true. But it's not ever going to maximize your savings or your investments or anything else. It's... It's the easy way out, I guess, is the way I like to look at it. Um, he, you know, I, I've listened to him at times. He he tends to be a little abrasive because he is so anti-debt. Not anti-debt, okay? There's good debt, there's bad debt. He hates credit cards. I love them. Credit cards pay me a lot of money every year. I don't pay interest to credit cards. I will not do it. I don't pay late fees. I don't pay anything to credit cards. They're going to pay me to use them. And if they don't, I'm not going to use them. I know so when, if you guys don't believe us about Dave, David's passion about credit cards, go watch our video on, on credit cards, right? This guy's eyes light up and he, he just, you know, he loves it. Um, you know, I, I can't say I'm financially irresponsible. I'm just too lazy to want to pay two things in one month. So I don't have them, but I, I agree with you, David. I, I think credit cards used the correct way. You can you can make them work for you, and and time is money, and and all the old fun sayings. So, 
Well, and you know, they're a great financial tool. I know when, when Mike was going through his divorce, him and I sat down and we looked at everything. We've, we've covered that in other episodes. And I, he'll tell you that I never steered him away from using a credit card. I, I just said, you know, when, when you're using one, if you apply for new credit, just make sure you're getting something out of this because you need to earn something. They need to pay you. Am I right or wrong, Mike? Oh, and that's, I mean, I felt I had to because a lot of the credit cards I had were credit cards that I shared with my ex-wife and I didn't want to be linked to that name anymore. And so, you know, I did the smart things like got an Amazon card that because I knew I was going to make a lot of purchases with Amazon that would allow me to earn points. And, you know, it took me a while, but even over the last year, I got, you know, a card that, you know, kind of does a mix of just travel and other points. But yeah, I mean, I'm smart about what I do and, you know, I make, I don't pay annual fees. I don't pay, you know, late fees, you know, and if I have to make a purchase that, is unexpected if I can get you know sign up for the store credit card and get 18 months same as cash or interest free or whatever you know I'll do that uh, pay that debt over time without having to pay interest on it yeah so I mean these are these are tools we like and you know Ramsey for his part he has seven baby steps and we're gonna kind of go into those and give thoughts on each one and really kind of walk you through what we like and what we don't like about the Ramsey plan. And Nick, I know you got the, the steps in front of you. So why don't we hit number one up? Sure. So number one um, for Dave Ramsey is save $1,000 for emergency funds. Um, you know, make your, make your minimum payments, but make sure you build up a fund savings account for emergency use only. Um, you know, David and I are kind of going back and forth, and and on this one, uh, you know, the thousand dollars is is really, you know, if if let's say you blow a tire, let's say, you know, your car breaks down and you need towed, something like that, right? Most everything that's not catastrophic in this world, you know, like besides a new roof, right? Um, you can get by with a thousand dollars. I mean, we just got hit with a three hundred dollar pool pool thing, right? So three hundred dollars, like, um. You know, my, excuse me, my utilities, right? I mean, nothing, nothing's going to add up to something that, that big. Um, you know, I, I think I told David, my, my opinion is, I, I would really, I'd rather see, instead of, let's call it a thousand dollars, I'd rather see one month worth of housing payment. I don't need, I don't, you know, you don't need utilities because nothing's crazy, but so if you're renting, right, that's how much you, you need saved. Um, if you have a house, right, one month payment. So your, your, your coastal people are going to be a little bit higher, right? I want it to be the, the just in case, just in case you can't make that mortgage payment. I mean, you have, you have that payment until it can, the house can get sold or something like that. Um, you know, if you're living at home, $1,000 might, might be the thing um, or just a little bit less. So... I, you know, I guess that that's where I come from is, is enough to buy enough time to get the things sold that you don't need. So, Mr. David, yes, dear, you can come to our to my party, but you're bringing no socks. No socks. Okay. <laughs> Anybody that wants to know that's next to my four year old, I buy socks for. Yeah, let's say we'll get into that story another fun time. So, um, uh, so yeah, you know, this is kind of where Nick and I differ a little bit. I I totally agree. A thousand's an arbitrary number to me. I I, I want fifteen hundred bucks because that covers not only my house payment, but that covers a little bit extra in case you know something goes wrong with a vehicle or you know anything else happens. I I really would feel more comfortable with fifteen hundred. And like when him and I were talking earlier, younger people, like my daughter, for example, she could probably get by with $500. You know, it, it, it really depends on your situation. So it goes back to the, yes, everything Ramsey says works, but it doesn't mean everything fits into these holes real nicely. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, I want to be, I want to be, one thing I guess that bugs me is, you know, you hear about these baby steps and I guess if you don't go to the classes, which I've never gone to a class and, and, you know, so you have to buy in to learn this knowledge. And I think that that's what gets me is like, I feel like baby step number one, in my opinion, should literally be write a budget, right? <laughs> like know your damn numbers, like write it down. That should be baby step number one to me. Like you don't need to worry about money at this point. You need to worry about how much has gone out. Like every time that, that credit card, that debit card, that any payment that you've made, that thing needs like that needs to be step one, right? Write every dollar that's gone anywhere and write it down. I, I think that's the number one step. And I think in this learning, you know, people are just like, oh, I gotta save a thousand bucks. And when you're just reading, unless you buy in, you don't understand that it's like, oh, pay minimums on all your stuff until you get to that thousand, right? Like, so it, it's it's a little bit, you know, I, I love that he holds classes in a smaller amount, but, you know, he just puts a DVD up there and, you know, I don't know, I think it's what, 100, 150 bucks to, to sign up for, you know, his package stuff. And, you know, if he's always about giving, it's like, man, why, why can't, why can't that next person give to the next person and you know, have these people keep doing classes or something, you know? If you're, if you're Mr. Give to the world and I get that you can't give everything, but I, you know, I don't know. Don't, don't preach that you're, you know, you know, the biggest giver. If you're, if you're making your millions off of selling, selling knowledge for financial wealth, you know? Well, again, it's how much do you really need to sell it for? He could make good money at way less. Yeah. And I mean, there are free things too. He's, he's got a radio show, so you could listen to his radio show nightly. And, and again, my said it earlier, my big issues are he, he does a lot of talking down to people because he feels that will get through to them. I, you know, so quick story. I, I go back to this a lot because Mike's one of the people I've helped that, you know, obviously comes on here that I can, I can refer to. So... Mike gets divorced. He comes to me with his bills. We sit down and look at everything. Mike, would you have listened to a word I said if I sat there and talked down to you or told you you were stupid? And that, I, that doesn't work with normal people. They want to have a conversation. They want to know what to do because they don't necessarily know. Talking down to them or telling them that they're an idiot, that, that's not going to make them see that, okay, yeah, you're in a crappy spot, but we can get out of this, and this is how we do it. Okay. I know when Mike looked at, okay, these are all the things that, you know, need to be paid off now. And I have to figure out how to do this. I laid out some ideas, you know, some of the advice he took, some of it he didn't, but you know, we're sitting here, God, what is this Mike? Four years later. Yeah. Four years later. Yeah. And you're out of debt. Yep. You're saving money. You're doing, you know, what you need to do to have the life you want to have. I mean, you bought a house, what, three years ago? Yeah, a little over two. A little over two years ago. So, I mean, within two years of his divorce, he was buying a house, which is difficult when you look at the financial situation that he brought to me. I mean, it's not like he was 100000 in debt, because he wasn't. But all of a sudden, he looked at, okay, well, I got to pay these bills off that I didn't necessarily know were out there. I got to pay child support. You know, I got to find a place to live. And, you know, within two years, he cleared up pretty much all of his debt bought a house and, you know, moved on. Yeah. And there was no talking down to him that had to happen because, you know, we could just sit there and have an honest conversation and say, okay, this is what I would do. Yeah. And that's saying that's, you know, I, I, you know, his, his, his big thing is, is, you know, go to your pastor or go to the person ahead of your church and they'll talk to you. And it's like, you know, he, I don't want to talk about religion on here. You know, it, it goes to opinions, but you know, it's, he, he should be, it's him. He's the one teaching this. He's the one who should be talking to people this way, you know? Um, and, and, you know, I, we, we think that there's, there's plenty of ways to skin a cat. So, you know, um, I just think, I think more personable things, right. Us getting on here and some people, you know, some people will listen to, to somebody, for many different reasons. So, um, so we've, we've gotten the emergency fund. Um, again, we think that's, we think that's step two. Um, we think that's step two. 
we think step one is write your budget, figure out your budget. Step step, step two is uh, the emergency fund of, of what you think. Um, and then we're going to go into the next Dave Ramsey's baby step number two is pay off all debt except for your house and do it in what's called the snowball uh, effect or the snowball system. Um, and the snowball system is take all of your debts, write them down. So example, um, credit card that has a hundred dollars, a credit card that has $500. Um, a medical bill for a thousand bucks, right? And I, I don't know what else you might have financed in your life, but so write them down, figure out what the lowest is. So take that that hundred dollar credit card and pay it off really quick. Um, then take all that money that you were, you know, so pay all your minimums, pay all your minimums on the on the the one hundred, five hundred, and thousand. But on the one hundred, you're going to pay all your extra money towards that that one hundred and get that thing paid off. Um, and then you're going to move to take all that extra money plus what your, your original minimum payment was. So on a hundred bucks for, you know, let's call it 20 bucks. So you're going to take that, that 20 plus all your extra and start putting it away at the 500. So it's going to quickly get you to pay all these things off. Um, I know I say, I'll let David talk about, about snowball and why he likes it and things like that. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying I, I personally, from being a financial person, um, I like what's called the avalanche effect, right? The highest interest, what I'm paying the most money on, I want to, I want to chunk my money at that. My mind works, my mind works in long-term thinking anyway, right? So like when real estate, I, I think I'll have money in 30 years, not, Hey, I'll have money tomorrow because I, I think that's what makes a lot of people fail is like this, this instant gratification, this want for money. Um, so the avalanche, right? So it, it, it's your highest interest in what you're paying, what costs you the most money to borrow um, is what I focus on and then start paying that off. So like with all my houses, I, I pick, I pick which one has the most start paying it off um, or most vulnerable, I guess. So uh, commercial loans and things like that. If, if a bank can call a loan, I want to get that. So that way they have no control of my money. Right. But if, if the 30 year, I, I let that kind of go. So um, David, tell us a little bit about snowball. Why you, why you like it? So I think the, the thing with snowball is it's extremely easy and it's extremely gratifying. It, it, it offers you quick gratification because if you can pay off, that low bill and then start rolling it into the next bill. So, okay, you used to put $50 towards that $100 bill every month and now you've paid it off in two months. Now you can take that $50 plus the 20 you were paying on the $500 bill and you're paying $70 towards that bill. When you get that paid off, you now have $70 to put towards the next bill. So people see movement quicker because they're paying those low things off quickly. I, I know it works. I, I've used it with people before some people just have to have that instant gratification of, you know, I'm seeing this go away. Financially, it makes sense unless you're trying to, again, maximize your savings and make the right financial moves. If you're trying to do that, let's get rid of those high interest rates the quickest that we can. Okay. I'm always for, if you have high interest rates, go find a lower interest rate and move that money there. Okay, whether that's a loan or a different credit card or whatever it is, if some credit card will give you 0% for a year and they'll charge you a 3% fee to move it, then 3% is better than 19 or 20 or 30% you're getting charged in finance charges with whatever card you have. So if you're smart, you look into different ways to distribute that out. Now, again, I, I have a really good friend who had really bad financial sense and spent a lot of money on store credit cards. And we used the snowball method to get him out of all that debt. And, you know, I, I think for the most part, he doesn't use too many credit cards anymore, but again, he at least knows that, okay, if I, I screw up here, I can start to snowball things and get things paid off. So again, it's, it's very easy. It's very simple. It's easy to follow. It gives you a lot of, you know, gratification early because, hey, I got something paid off. Look, I did something. Yay. 
Well, they say, you know, and they, and they call it gazelle intensity, right? So gazelle's quick and it, and it leaps. And I do think that happens, right? Like once you, once you get something accomplished, right, you're like, oh, let's go to the next one. Really, we're not saying it doesn't work. We're just saying financially the smarter decision is to kind of go over here. Um, it's not to say, you know, it's hard because when you think about it, I guess if you're trying to make the best financial decision, you would have never gotten yourself into that situation in the first place. Um, but, you know, I say, I know that there's people out there that start doing research a little later in life and, and something just clicks and they just say, I'm tired of living like this. So this is where they want to get. Um, brings us uh, brings us to baby step number three. Uh, three to six months of expenses saved up. So, um, now I'm going to revert back to, you know, the number, our number one of steps budget, right? So to find your three to six months of expenses, it's going to, it's going to constantly, you know, it's going to change. I can't say constantly change, but it's going to change. So, right. We, we're going to go to the, the, everything's paid off. So now we have to go back to our budget and, you know, we no longer have that $20 minimum payment, that $50 minimum payment, that $100 minimum payment, right? So right there we have $170 that we don't have payments for anymore. So right. That can, that can help us go into the three to six months. So we don't need to budget. We don't need to budget for. Hello. Um, I'm, I'm doing, you know, so the three months doesn't need to include the debts anymore. Right. So, um, I personally, I do six months just because it makes me feel comfortable on everything that I have. Um, and I guess, right. So we've been three and a half months into COVID now or so. And, you know, so I, I, we don't know how long pandemics last. We don't know anything. So I've always been a very, you know, shy, like, a I want the, the biggest comfort zone, I guess, when it comes to it. So, um, yeah, I want to, I, I think Dave Ramsey has it there. And after your debts are done, start saving to make sure that you have all your bills paid guaranteed for a long period of time in case something happens. So. I would agree with that. I think three to six months in reserves is adequate. Um, I know that, you know, when, I haven't had debt that that's usually where I'm sitting is somewhere between three and six months. You know, when, when I have had debt, I, I'm working as hard as I can to pay it off. Like I, I think I've said before right now, my one debt that I have that isn't the house or the car is I borrowed money from my daughter to pay for a new roof because it was cheaper to take a 3% loan from her than it was to take a 5% home on a HELOC. So my original goal when I took it out was I told her I'd pay her off in two and a half years. Two and a half years is up next summer. I'll have her paid off by the end of this year. Sure, I'm throwing sure. every extra dime I have at her just to get it done, and then it's out of the way. I have a nice uh, wasp that decided to join me, so I'm very excited. Uh, thanks, everybody, for not letting me do this inside. <laughs> so if it looks like I have Tourette's. It's, uh, it's that I'm trying not to get stung by a wasp. Um, no, and, and you know, David, that makes, you know, you make a great point. Again, you, you took on debt from family, right? And it was still debt yep. now, but you, you, again, some people are going to say, oh, you took it from your kid. Well, no, I mean, right. David's kid invests her money. She likes to make her money work. And there's no, like, she can have 15000 sitting in one of our banks that's going to give you 3%. But you have to do X amount of transactions. You have to have secure, you know, um, uh, direct deposit. You have to have, you know, so many stipulations to get to this thing where David was like, hey, you know what? You, you already have 15000 here. You're not making any money on this money. 3% is very fair. And, you know, his, his daughter was like, Hey, you know what? It seems very fair. Like also the amount of money that he's probably made her from, from all the things that he does for her and chant, you know, um, 
it's, it's a great opportunity on both ends in my, in my opinion. Um, you know, so I, I think two happy parties at that point and such a low, you know, again, you save 2%, you made her probably 2%, if not more. I, you know, I, I went to my bank account and I have a substantial amount of money sitting in it and I literally made 94 cents. Um, that was because one of my, uh, my things ended and I didn't pay attention enough. So, uh, I didn't make the money I should have. That was my, my fault. Right. So, um, well, you, you bring up a great point. You bring up a great point. Cause if she wasn't, if she hadn't loaned me that money right now, she'd be making 1.1% on it. So she's making three. Yep. So she's making money. She's thrilled. Yep. I'm saving money. I'm thrilled. Benefits everyone. Yeah. So I know the uh, next I know the next baby step is very controversial with Nick and I. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Yeah, Nick. No, so baby step number four, Dave Ramsey, is invest fifteen percent into your four oh one K, four oh three B, into your into your retirement funds, right? So um, self-employed, other, you know, other things. We've talked about those. So uh, baby step four is 15% investment at this point. So before this, Dave Ramsey wants you to, in baby step two and baby step three, while you're, so while you're paying your debt and while you're saving for your three to six months, he wants you to completely stop saving for your future, your retirement. Um, this is, this is a hot subject for David and I. Um, if my if my company is going to give me three percent or you know one hundred percent match on three percent, I don't care. Fifty percent match on anything. Look, I, if I'm going to get free money, I'm not going to stop getting free money. Like, you know, I, that's that's the biggest struggle for me. You know, again, he wants he wants the gazelle intensity. He wants people to get back to this point and, and so quick and I never want anybody to fail, but I know that there's possibilities and I know that there's things that happen during this time. Like, you know, I, I don't want to go crazy, but like, you know, there, let's say you're, you're doing all this and then COVID hits and now you're not getting the income that you were or this and that, like you haven't been paying for your retirement. You haven't been guaranteeing that future is going to happen. No, like you need to guarantee that someday you're going to wake up and you're never going to work again. Like, hear me out, people. I'm, I'm directly at you. You need to want to never answer to somebody again. Like, unless it's your wife, right? <laughs> like, you want this so bad. So, um, David, I think I've, I've said enough of my opinion of, of, of stopping this. So here's the deal. Even money. And I first got hired in at the company I still work for. They offered a 5% match on, they offered a 100% match on anything you'd put in up to 5%. So if you put in 5%, you got a 5% match. I was bringing home at this job about 180 bucks every two weeks after I paid for insurance. But you better believe I put in a 5% into my retirement account from the day they hired me because they were giving me a free 5% to do it. Your best bet is maximize those things out as soon as you can. Now, should you be taking extra money and throwing it into retirement accounts? Yeah, I'm not saying to do that. I, I don't go open up a Roth with $5,000. If you don't have $5,000 to open up a Roth with, but you should absolutely be contributing something to some account. We've, we've talked about investments before. Open up an Acorns account and, you know, throw 10 bucks in it a month. Something, anything. Find a way to start saving for that retirement because at some point you're going to get older and you're going to go, you know what, I don't want to do another 30 years of this. I'd like to relax. You know, and one thing, I'm, I'm hoping some younger people are watching uh, I've been talking to a lot of younger people, and they're not—they're not doing this retirement thing. And I, you know, I'm like, why? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Well, honestly, I don't—I don't intend to be at this job very long. What? That doesn't make any sense. Like, 
these people don't understand rollover. These people are, are lacking the knowledge of like, hey, this is where, you know, all the, well, I don't plan to be here that long. And then I've talked to some people that have been there 19 years and they're like, I didn't plan to be here this long. You know, <laughs> it's like, man, if you're only planning to be there a week, who cares? Start it. If they're going to give you a dollar for free, start it. You know, it's, I don't remember the exact amount, but at one point they'll cash you out and hey, maybe it'll help you pay off all your debt and you can restart the next thing. But, um, you know, always roll it over. Always, always make sure that you start right away when they let you and, and invest at least the match of what a company will do. Um, you know, if you are, uh, if you are self-employed, right. We talked about investments, figure out how to do those, put, put some amount of money towards it. We're not saying it has to be big amounts, but something, something for the future is, is always better than nothing. So, um, number five, uh, is save for your kid's college. Um, I, I, you know, when, when he says it, right, he, he says, you know, he wants people to, uh, what does it change their family history or, or how does he put it? Right. He, he words it in, um, you know, ways. Well, David, you know, I mean, your, your mom's not paying for your college right now. Right. I mean, nope. my mom, mom, my, my parents never paid for my college. Um, so I think that's an opinion thing again. Say so. It says save for kids' college. I think you need to save for something of your kids. I can't guarantee it should be college. My, you know, again, my hope and dream is that my real estate business is huge, and I'm going to need to hire somebody. And why not hire a person that has just as much passion to see me retire as they have a passion to see themselves retire someday? So, Rick, talking about my kid. My wife, on the other hand, is a medical. She wants to see her become medical. She, you know, and I'm okay with either way, but I'd like to see save for something of that future, right? She wants to start a business. I want to be able to help out. So, um, if you don't ever intend to have kids, um, or you don't have kids at the moment, right? So that if you started it young, things like that. If you you don't have to do baby step five, um, you know, I say David. I know, you know, when you started getting financially, you guys didn't, you guys didn't save for, you know, Caitlin's college right away. So. Yeah, we just, we didn't have the money to do it. And we got really lucky by the time she was ready to go to school, she went to community college. I could pay for that. So I did. And yep. she still lived at home. So I continued to pay all the bills in a hundred percent honesty. She still got an allowance until I think February of this year. It was only 20 bucks a month, but you know, it's 260 bucks a year. Adds up. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's a car payment. So, you know, I, I did what I could because I couldn't save for her when she was younger. And, you know, she, because of that, has the ability to pay for school with no loans. And that's huge because, you know, a lot of kids are coming out of school with debt. And, Again, we've talked about it. it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to a four-year college. Uh, you know, we talked to Mike a few weeks ago. Hang on. <laughs> we talked to Mike a few weeks ago, and, you know, he said his son might want to go into culinary. Mm -hmm. well, you can go to culinary school. We, we said it before, GRCC in our backyard here, they have one of the top culinary programs in the country. You can go there probably for – eight, 9,000 for the entire program. Yeah. So yeah, you're, if you're putting aside money, you're saving it up. That's great. He, if that's what he decides he wants to do, he can basically, if Mike's putting away money, go for free. Yep. And that, it's, it's, I, you know, so I, I think, I think for me, you know, that one, that one's, that one's an, if you want to kind of a thing, um, I'm not going to force you to, I'm not going to force you to give your kids when you're going to give it to them. Right. If you think that you're going to work your whole life and whenever you pass away, then you'll hand your kids some money. I mean, sadly it's, it's your money. You can do what you wish with it. Right. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you when to, I'm not going to tell you how to raise your family. I'm not going to tell you what to do with it. Um, but you know, all I can say is 
set some money away just in case something happens kind of a thing. So, um, number six, uh, is pay off your home early. So Dave Ramsey's baby step. Uh, this one, this one is, this one's a topic for, for us, I guess. Um, I, I go back and forth on, on this one. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, again, I think it works for everyone, right? So he said this is, you know, Dave, Dave thinks that these, I guess that's the whole point is when he talks, he says this is the fastest way to financial freedom, right? And I, if we're going to put numbers to paper, I'm going to beat you with our financial discussion, right? This is not the fastest way. It is a way. It is a great way. It is a successful way. It is not the fastest. That is a guarantee. Um, but so we want you to pay off your home early. So uh, I, I, I like, I like a paid off house, right? You know, his, his saying is uh, you can't foreclose on a thing that doesn't have any money owed on it or, you know, so, um, but you still have your taxes and things like that. Right. So, um, thank you. Uh, thank you, Dave, for, uh, for telling people to pay off their home early, but also keeping them to the, the struggling to get there. So and what I mean is Dave Ramsey wants you to take 25% of your monthly income. So let's say you, you make 15 an hour, 40 hours a week, whatever. Let's say it's $500 take home after taxes, everything like that at the end of the week. Um, you know, if you get overtime, you, you put it in there for a month, but let's say you, you bring home on the four, on the four months, you bring home $2,000. Well, <laughs> theoretically, he says you can only buy a month. That includes your taxes and your escrow, or your, your taxes and your insurance. So, say that again, Nick, because um, you broke up a little there. Yep, sorry. So, say with the, with the if you're if you're making five hundred dollars a week, just you, single person, um, you're and that's two thousand a month. So you get twenty five percent of that. So five hundred dollars. You get to that, that's how much you can spend on your house, including taxes and insurance for your house. So, five hundred dollars isn't going to buy you much. Um, and the other thing that I have an issue with is he wants you to, to only get a fifteen-year mortgage, right? So now you've increased how quickly you have to pay it, and you've decreased the amount of money that you can spend on a house. Um, I, you know, I, I can't say I love, I can't say I love the idea of it, I guess, you know, um, I, I picked a number back when I bought my first house that I was comfortable with. Now looking at it, here we are 10, 12, 10, 11 years later, man, I wish I would have struggled in the beginning because, you know, the house I paid 50 grand for is now worth just shy of 200. Think about, think about what I bought that $180,000 house the same way I bought that $50,000. Like that thing would be worth four or 500,000 right now. Right. I mean, back when I bought things. So, uh, don't ever play the appreciation game. Don't ever do it. But, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, with, with having this 15%, having 15% going into your retirement, having everything, I think you're lowering, your, your take home. So 25% of that is, is pretty small to me. So, uh, I think we talked about when, when buying your first house, I like the 30, 30%. Um, I think you're still comfortable at that point. Um, but I'm, you know, again, I'm not financing cars and doing all that. So I'm financially being responsible. So, um, also, you know, he wants a 15 year. I really like a 30 year. To me, they're both contracts. One of them, you know, when I when I was looking at 15 and 30 year, it was really only like, uh, it wasn't even a half a percentage more to get the 30 year. So to me, it was a no brainer. I mean, 
I wasn't paying that much more every month. And if I wanted to, I could pay it off in 15. But let's say COVID hits just like this. And I was stressing myself. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I, I only have to make a, a half, you know, well, it'd be about three quarters of a payment compared to what it was. So, you know, I, I really like that. I really like the 30 years, um, especially for all my investments. I do 30 in all my investment properties. If I choose to pay them off early, that's my choice. But, you know, I, I'm not going to tell people to rush out and do it because I, I like leverage. So, <laughs> well, I think uh, one of the things you need to look at, again, we, we preach this in every episode we do. How are you going to know what you can afford in a house? Well, I know because I have a budget. Mm -hmm. If I have a budget, I know what I can afford. This is what I spend on everything. So this is what I can afford for a house. That might be 25%. That might be 30%. Hell, you might find out you have 40% of your income to spend on a house. It gives you options. But if you're not writing down what you're spending, you have no idea. Because I know plenty of people that if you said, hey, 25% of your income should be going to pay for your house, they don't have that kind of money. It's just not there. Well, you know, I guess, I guess you know, I, I have real estate income, but if I were to think about it, you know, if I were to if I were to be me, get the heck of the the steal of a deal I did on my house, I wouldn't have been able to buy it because I mean, gosh, I'm putting you know twenty twenty plus percent into retirement. I'm putting other money away over here. I'm putting other money away over here, and I'm living off of I'm living off of you know half of my paycheck, honestly. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it, to me, that doesn't make any sense, but I know that I'd rather, I'd rather save more money, spend a little bit more on a house and, and, you know, have all my investments going, have everything like that. That's what drives me is like watching all this in the end, you know, just go crazy up and then watching the house slowly go down. So, um, you know, I, I really, to me, I, I think it becomes who you are as a person if you're going to be a saver. You know, if you're following all these steps um, and you don't own a house yet, let's say you don't own a house and you've gotten to this um, to where you get to go buy, you get to buy a 15-year. I think this is a great time to relook at yourself and go, how much did I hate doing this Dave Ramsey thing, but how much do I love it now? How much did we, did we take, you know, because, I mean, I don't know how many people are, are – Oh, we're debt free. Save your three to six months. And then, you know, he wants to see everybody pay cash for a house. I don't see many people doing that, but now how many people are taking 20% down in the house, right? How many people are waiting that much longer? Nope. These people are going out there three and a half percent down. So it's like, you know, that instantly tells you that they're they They have certain goals that they want to hit when they want to hit them. So, um, you know, I think you have to look at yourself, realize, you know, exactly what you want and, what you can pay. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think a little bit higher is not, a, not a big deal. Um, Dave Ramsey is, Dave Ramsey is, uh, what, uh, a Christian, um, with old school Christian values. Uh, you know, what your belief is, is what your belief is. And that's okay with me, right? I, I as long as you're not preaching hate, <laughs> I, I'm okay with it, man. Like I love it. But um, one thing, you know, one thing that gets me is Dave Ramsey says, you know, never, never do anything if you're not married. And I think there's exceptions to every rule, right? So I have friends that haven't been married, uh, but they've been together 43 years. You know, I mean, they're they're. And, you know, so at that point, it's like, you know, there, there's a certain point, you know, if you're, if you're two years or less into a relationship, yeah, I'm not gonna, I mean, banks won't really finance you on a house and things like that too often. But I guess I would say, you know, take a, take a look at it and see, take a look at it and see like, hey, I'm just going to put this house in my name. I'm gonna make sure I can afford it by myself. Or in the back of your mind, have that knowledge to think, hey, I'm okay with a roommate because if you're not okay with a roommate, don't buy a house that, you know, you can't afford with, with, I'll be honest. They say, I love my wife. We're going to celebrate 10 years here in 10 days. 
Um, but there's always that chance that she's going to leave me. So I have to make sure I'm set for this. Right. I mean, Mike, you, you couldn't, you couldn't suspect that you were going to have a divorce. You know I mean? Nobody, I don't think there's a single person that walks into the marriage and expects to get divorced. So, um, you know, I, I, that's why I always lo- aim low and, and plan for just my income kind of a thing. Um, so, but you know, Dave Ramsey's really against it. If you're not married, if you're not, um, together, I guess, don't, uh, don't, don't include the income. So I take a look at yourself, figure out exactly where your relationship is and, and conjoin, you know, combine, combine your finances right away. So, um, let's say baby step six. I baby step baby steps or sorry, baby step seven is build wealth and give. Uh, David, what do you feel about that? I think I feel the same way with that as I feel with most of the Ramsey steps. You know, it's it's nice to say uh, you're only on one step, you only do one thing at a time, but that's not realistic in in life nowadays. You know, I'm I'm currently paying off debt. I'm currently saving, you know, into my three to six month expenses. I'm currently building my Roth IRAs and my 403B. Um, I'm not working on paying my home off early. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with where my mortgage sits right now. It'll get to that point where I start throwing more money at it, but I'm not there. But as far as building wealth and giving, I'm always trying to build wealth and I'm always giving. You know, I I support charities. I do charity work. I if you're not doing those things, you know, for me at least, I, I'm not living a fulfilled life. I'm not going to sit there and, and say, well, I, I don't have money to do that right now, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find a way still to help because that's what I do. I like to help people. It's why we do this. I, you know, we sit here. We're not getting paid to do this. You know, it's it's fun to talk every week. You know, I like talking to Mike. I like talking to Nick. When Amr's on, I like talking to Amr. But we're doing it because we want people to learn, you know, the crap Nick and I were always talking about just together. We want people to learn those things, you know. Mike hops on here every week, not necessarily to give his opinion on things, but pick up the crap we're saying so you can go, Hey, I never thought of that. I'm, I'm going to do that. Cause that sounds like a good idea. No, when we did the earn income money now, before we got off of that session, Mike had already downloaded achievement and was hooking it up to his Fitbit so he could get paid. <laughs> yeah. these, are, these are the things we get excited about, you know, and, and even going back to another previous episode, which, you know, Nick and I are really excited. We're going to get to do a, a, uh, update on the house episode because TJ and Danny that joined us in the house episode, they found a house. They're currently going through an appraisal. They hope to close on it pretty soon. And I asked TJ, I'm like, can we have you, you know, back on a zoom call so we can sit there and, and see how the process went. Did we help, you know, and all that stuff. And he's excited to come back on and share his experience. So, you know, we're doing these things, which, you know, okay, maybe it's not charity, but in some ways it is because we're trying to impart knowledge and that there's a charitable aspect to that. So do I think that should come last? Absolutely not. Do I think you should only do one step at a time? Absolutely not. Does Ramsey's plan work? Absolutely. It does. I say, you know, I, I ask questions all the time. You know, I say we, when David and I coach together, we coached in a, a very, not very, but it's a, it's an inner city school, right? I mean, the income level of the people just isn't there, um, right? But if if David wasn't out there buying a baseball bat or a softball, I'm sorry, a softball bat, right? These kids would have nothing to hit with. I mean, this school, <laughs> these kids weren't going to fund it. Their parents aren't running. You know, we, we, we played against some teams where every single kid showed up with a bat bag, right? Their, their own gloves. They're, you know, they all have face guards, you know, and, and, gosh, if we didn't give, we would have nothing of that, right? Like, um, so I, I don't think that there's a, I don't think there needs to be a time where you need to tell me when to give my money, right? Yeah, if I'm hurting, I understand that. But you know what, I think it's my financial responsibility to figure out what I can afford to pay. I mean, I go out, I, 
don't tell anybody this ever. Um, my wife and I go out to eat quite a bit, and we'll just look at somebody or some people, you know, and we'll pay their we'll we'll pay their meal, right? Um, you know, I I look at an old couple. I, I think I want to say 80s, 90s, and right, and I was like, man. I want to be like them someday, you know, just still going out to eating in love, you know, and, and so we pay their meal. The young couple that looks like they're being on their first date, right? I'll be like, man, I remember how hard it was to try to impress and have zero dollars to go buy ice cream, but I still did it. So I'm going to buy that, right? Like, it's, it's these thoughts that just run through my mind. And I, I justify my own reasons for why I do things, and it makes me feel good. But, again, it, it's all – it's about it's about my money and what I've done to earn it. If I feel like giving a little bit, and again, I, I think that we need to have financial responsibility. If your mom if your mom needs thirty grand because she's in credit card debt, look, I'm not saying go give your mom thirty grand. Right? Like, what you do is you sit her down and you say, watch David and Nick, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna learn you something today. So, um, yeah, I. I Building wealth, we've talked about that, right? We're going back to baby step four, investing 15. I think you need to build wealth all the time. I think the younger you start building the wealth, the faster you – I guess the more wealthy you're going to be. I can't say the faster guaranteed because um, it's not always a guarantee. But I think you always need to be doing that. I think you, you always – and giving – you know, giving in this situation always comes to a financial thing, but you don't always have to give just financially, right? We always say time is money. You can give your time. So Dave, Dave Ramsey is always about, um, you know, back in way back in baby step two about paying off your debts. You know, he's like, oh, go Uber, go, go get side jobs, go do this and that. You know what? If you're the kind of person who is getting by, you got a little bit of debt and, and you can change your budget, but you're – you're donating your time every week to the nursing home or you're donating to some cause, or you're doing whatever. I'm not going to be the person to tell you to change what makes you happy. Cause I know those things make you happy. Right. I mean, again, we, we all three here, we donate so much time. It's, it's crazy. So, um, I, you know, I, I think, I think there's a lot to, a lot to be said about Dave Ramsey stuff. It works, but in our opinion, it could be done a little bit better. So, <laughs> um, I say one other thing I want to touch on is, uh, or a couple other things, I guess. Dave Ramsey is uh, going back to the relationship status. He doesn't want you to combine combine money until you are officially married. Uh, again, this goes back to opinion, right? He he lives biblically and. You know, a husband and wife are one thing. Again, I say if you've been together a while, and or let's say even right now you're living in a, a apartment together or something, one has debt, one doesn't. My opinion is, is if you feel comfortable giving that person money to help pay their debt, so, you know, do it. Because, you know what, maybe that'll help your relationship grow better. Uh, I can't Again, I can't tell you how to spend your money. And if you can better some person's life by teaching them financial responsibility and maybe helping them out a little bit here and there, you know, I, you don't even have to give them money. Technically, you could just say, "Hey, I'll cover I'll cover 75% of rent. You cover 25. As long as you prove to me that you're paying down your debt." You know, I I don't I'm not going to tell you guys how to live your life, but I'm saying I my wife and I to this day do not have combined bank accounts. You know, um, it doesn't work for us. Uh, it would it would drive us both crazy. It would drive me crazy seeing stupid things on there that she's spending my money on. Um, you know, and it, even though all of it's her money, whatever you want to call it, like I, I, I go insane looking at that type of stuff. So, um, and, and, you know, when she looks at my accounts or we talk about me spending money, she go, she goes crazy. You know, her me her buying coffee bugs the crap out of me. Me buying, you know, $400 in ammo bugs the crap out of her. <laughs> to me, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Her, she's like, shut up. So we, we, we don't have combined accounts at all. Um, and, and I don't think, you know, again, I've been married almost 10 years. Can't say, can't say my marriage isn't successful. 
So I, I can't say that there's a right way or a wrong way. I think if you guys are if you guys bitch about coffee, right? Don't have combined incomes. Let her let her hide that dang coffee. <laughs> you know, because if not, she's gonna go pull ten twenty dollars out of the bank, and she's gonna have coffee four days a week on that twenty bucks. You're gonna with that twenty going. She's gonna. I don't have a clue, right? You're not gonna know it's coffee. So, um, David, anything about the combined incomes thing? Yeah, I I think that you know. <clears throat> Nick brings up a good point. If, if you live together and you're, you feel confident enough in your relationship and you want to combine incomes, that's fine. The one thing you have to look at is, am I, am I okay losing whatever amount of money I'm losing? So, for example, you know, you're dating somebody, they have a $500 bill, you decide to pay that $500 bill off. You break up a month later. Don't get pissed about the $500 bill you just paid off. And don't sit there and say, well, you owe me $500. That was your choice to pay the bill off. You need to know that shit could go sideways. That happens. That's life. Okay. There's no reason to sit there and cry and moan about it anymore. You know, unfortunately, it's, it's a lesson. You learned it. You move on with your life and don't make that same choice next time. You have to be okay with, I'm going to spend this money right now. And if it doesn't work out, then it's a lesson learned. Yep. So, Mike, any, any input on combining income? Uh, I think I have to agree with both of you. I mean, I think if you're comfortable, do it. I mean, I've known people who have been together five plus years, opted to buy a house together, and were able to do that but then like you said there's also nothing wrong with being married for several years and having split accounts I mean it's whatever whatever works for you guys and definitely you know I mean you know you have split accounts but I'm sure you know you're paying some of the bills Courtney's paying some of the bills you know, you're splitting it evenly, you know, you're not paying like all the bills and she's using all of her money for coffee. No, I say she actually pays all the bills and uh, I do, I do the savings. So, oh. <laughs> so but no, I pay. So you're, you're, you're the, uh, she's the sugar mama. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Say, um, if, if she has a dollar, she's, she'll spend it. But, you know, one thing I guess I'll give people that want to do separate accounts, I'll give you advice that I do. Um, at any point, my wife can ask me how much money I have in my account, and I will instantly tell her, almost to the penny. Um, you know, I, I say, without having to look it up. If I look it up, I'll tell her exactly what it is. Um, she, I, she has the same kind of a rule, right? If I ask her, hey, how much is in your account? Um, and... Granted, I don't think she has password and codes to my accounts, but uh, she uh, actually she's on all but one right now, um, just in case because of beneficiary things. But so she can go see it at any point. So um, I think it, it having her having the ability to look at accounts and things like that just keeps that trust factor there to make sure because I, I don't want my wife to feel like I'm controlling it in any way, and I don't want her to feel like she's not allowed to do whatever. Um, you know, I just don't want her to be able to spend our savings because she will, <laughs> right? I mean, we'd have a we'd have a bigger pool than we have now, so the whole backyard. <laughs> but um, I I think that's a, you know, that, that's a thing. Just figure out what's comfortable with you guys. My, you know, make sure you talk all the time. We talk about finances. I, even now, ten years later, I stupidly will just randomly go, "Hey, you got a credit card I don't know about." Her answer is always no, but I, you know, I mean, never know if I catch her off guard, and she might just go, "Oh man, you know, he caught me." So, uh, yeah, we, we're we're very honest about our about our money and and where we're headed. So, I mean, if you can't be honest in that situation, then you wonder, you know, what are they? Why did they have a secret account? Why do they have a credit card that they're not helping you? And I think. You know, to me, that's a red flag if they're planning something you're not. I mean, maybe if they're planning a surprise trip for your 15-year anniversary, but maybe they're, you know, planning to divorce you. Yeah. So, well, we've had many people 
you know, book appointments through us. And the wife will call and say, listen, I can't put this on my credit card because he watches everything. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. You know, I, my wife can't put anything on the credit card without me seeing it either. Because if it goes on within a day, I'm like, what the hell is this? Why don't I know about this? What's this, you know, payment to this company I've never heard of? I don't know if she's done it or not. I, I know that, you know, I, I had a transaction about two, three weeks ago. It was 80 bucks. I didn't know what the hell it was. I asked her to call Capital One. They're like, well, this is what it is. She goes, yeah, we didn't make that purchase. Let's see. The only way I know when my wife spends money is when the Amazon package shows up at the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the, uh, the other big rule, I guess, that Dave Ramsey has is 50% uh, of your yearly salary, no more, I guess, no more than 50% of your yearly salary should be tied up into things that have a motor. Um, so your cars, right? So if you make $40,000 a year, your car shouldn't cost more than 20. Um, you know, never buy a new car. We've talked about that. Um, now let's say your car, let's say your car costs 20,000 at and according to Dave Ramsey, at this point, you are not allowed to own a lawnmower, right? Mm. No, not even a push mower. I mean, that, that puts you over. You're not allowed to own a boat. You can't own quads. You can't own things. So um, I'll be honest. I, I don't really, I mean, I own, gosh, four vehicles. Um, and the value of them are not high. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a rust and bondo kind of guy. And if it drives, it, it, you know, it goes. So. Um, I never really got into those things, but I know that people like their play toys. So, um, do I think 50% is, is a good number? Sure. I'll, I'll agree with them at this point. But again, if you, if you're going to have 20,000 that you can spend, you, you shouldn't be financing any of it. Um, you know, I know David finances vehicles. I think you can finance a, a an inexpensive car, especially at these one, 1% interest rates. So, you know, but I, I guess I, you know, I'm not against financing a vehicle, but I am against financing things like boats, right? Things that break, then you got to finance to fix them. Those are the things that piss me off. You know, oh, hey, I got a quad and I took it over a big old jump and now I have six grand worth of work and you got to finance it. It's like, I mean, those are fun things, right? Things they have to get you back, things that are guaranteed to get you back and forth to work to make money. You could probably convince me at one one to two percent interest rate to finance it at a really low monthly payment. Because again, if I have fifteen sitting out there making three percent, and I finance ten at one point five, I'm making money still, right? I mean, I'm I'm about that life. So, um, but I'm not gonna go finance a boat. I'm gonna pay cash for it. I'm not gonna finance dirt bikes, my motorcycle, quads. You know, trust me, Harley Davidson, man, they'll give you, they'll finance anybody. I mean, you'll, you'll be paying 25% interest uh, for 50 years, but um, they'll finance you. And so as much as I like people that ride bikes, don't, don't go, don't go financing it. Cause I mean, we all know Harley's are going to break down, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I, so I think, I think take a look at, take a look at what you have. If you got a lot of property, if you got a lot of, property right and you need a big old John Deere tractor to, to plow your stuff and farm your fields you know you better be driving a beater truck right I mean you better you have, better have my 03 Dodge Ram that's falling apart so um, I, I, I can't put a number on it I, I've been thinking about it this whole time what number of things with a, mo a motor but you know if it was on me I guess I'm I'm at like the 30% right range, and that's like max. Cause even at that, I don't have that. I still I'm nowhere near that. I'm I'm 10% or low. Cause I've got a deal on my mower. I got a deal on all my vehicles. So it's it's crazy. So yeah, and you know me, I'm always looking for a deal. I don't buy cars that are overly expensive. I, I don't like. $20,000. Yeah, I'm finding something cheaper than that. You know, when my daughter was looking for a car, I told my mechanic what I wanted and the price range I was willing to go and he found me exactly what I was looking for. 
And even with her, I said, I, I only think you can afford $200 a month, so I pay the extra 36 Yep. Not everybody's got a rich daddy that will uh, pay their money. True story. Yep. That's why I have a rich daughter now, because daddy paid. Let's see. I need adapted. Um, guys, if you have input on this uh, subject, we'd like to hear it, because it's actually one of the things that I love to bring up all the time and debate. And uh, I don't think I'm smarter than Dave. I just think that I just think that you shouldn't say blanket statements. That's that's my philosophy. This is the only way. This is the way. No, no, it is not. I will prove it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the TJ episode for sure, man. That's exciting. That is very exciting. I, you know, I like, I like to hear the people listen to what we do and they go out and have some success. That's, that's an awesome thing. Um, as Nick always says, please share, like, subscribe. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, perhaps reach out to us and, and, uh, sponsor. Nick, Nick is still a proud drinker and Mike and I drank it when we were five. So. <sighs> Old habits die young, you know? Yes, they do. Um, as always, we'll figure out what we're talking about next week. If you have any questions or any input, please let us know. And hopefully you've, you've taken something from this Ramsey episode and you can find a way to, to better your financial outlook. Yeah. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. All right.